Yo, what up, what up, what up? Good afternoon. Uh, we're in the new with Mel and Ty, uh, undressing all of the health and wellness secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I know it's the first show. Uh, gonna introduce ourselves, make sure everybody gets to know us. You're hearing Mel right now. Um, 32 years old, grew up in New York City, uh, ran track and field my, since kindergarten, uh, all the way through high school. Didn't run in college. I had bills to pay, you know. I wanted the car, wanted to go out, party, meet the girls, you know what I mean? Um, was in the Army for nine years, and here I am, undressing health and wellness. This your boy Ty, Ty Witt, other known name, Fit by Witt. Uh, I mean, I got into this industry years back. Uh, the reason I even jumped into this industry is because I was heavy, overweight, 245 pounds, sitting at a desk, gaining weight like crazy, and I just, I just felt it, man. I, f- I felt crazy sick. Kept going to doctors; they couldn't explain anything, and I was also sick of not being able to tie my sneakers, you know, with the belly in the way. <laughs> um, you know, I, I had family members with diabetes, heart disease, uh, cancer, so it was time to make a change. Um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I moved here when I was about 12 years old. Uh, life was crazy, and we're going to get into that in later segments as well. Uh, once I came out here, it was basically like living in a zoo. i never seen skunks and things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a whole different experience, but I was always into some kind of sports, uh, basketball, baseball. I wasn't good at basketball at all, but I tried. I was fast. I've always been fast, but... That's what pretty much kicked me off into this career later on in life. Uh, Just picking up things through life and being sick and tired of feeling drained, having no energy, and uh, watching my family members get all these different illnesses. Yeah. So that's what I kicked off into. Um, As far as now, me and Mel are both trainers, and being a trainer is a whole different breed, man. Uh, Mel, what do you what do you think is the most difficult things about being a trainer? The most difficult thing, yeah, um, is it's convincing people that the things that they've been trying for so long that haven't worked, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are probably not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I had a a lady. She wasn't even my client. She did come to a couple of my small group sessions, uh, and her big thing was, you know, I only eat this much. I've been doing this for three years and I've never lost weight. Yeah. I feel better because I'm eating better, but I'm not losing any weight. And I'm like, you're eating 800 calories a day. Your metabolism is shot. Yeah. So we got to start from scratch. And, you know, I gave her a free diet plan. She tried it for one day. She came to the next boot camp and she, or a uh, small group training. And she's like, this is too much food. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely get that a lot. Definitely get that a lot. And uh, it's hard to convince them that, no, it's not enough. <laughs> You're not eating enough. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the biggest thing, for sure. Uh, with me, I don't... I think it's letting them know that, you know, losing weight is not going to happen overnight. It takes, it takes a while to get there. It takes a while to get out of shape. I'm not only going to say losing weight, building muscle, losing weight. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't 
take you a day to get there. So why do you think it takes a couple days to get out of the spot you've been in for years? Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, you, you have to be consistent. You have to keep coming. You have to keep working. Uh, and then you'll start seeing results. Yeah. And stop looking at the scale every single day. I think that's one of the worst things you can do uh, as a, a client or somebody who's going to the gym. Just look at the scale every day. Because if you don't see that movement right away, it might push you into not wanting yeah. to work out anymore. Yeah. And it's not only about losing weight. You're going to be a muscle. You're going to get toned. So yeah, got to get out a, that vibe. There's a strategy for looking at the scale every day. Because yeah. as, as somebody that competes, I know I take my body fat every single day. I oh, get well, on the scale every... Yeah, but there's, there's a strategy to it that can maybe apply to some clients. Because like you said, for a lot of clients, that's like... Like, I've had clients that if you have them track their calories a certain way, they'll overeat. Yeah. Just because something about tracking their calories throws them off. It's it's the craziest thing. So to, to each his own, everybody, that's the point of having a personal trainer because everybody is not going to respond the same way to everything. Yeah. And that's another reason why there's there's a big uh, plateau or, or a wall up talking about walls with Donald Trump, right? Uh, there's, <laughs> there's a wall up with uh, what works for who because there's so much information out there. We're in the, the age of information. Oh, so man, yeah. everything is available to everybody. And, you know, it, it all works. Yeah. But it also, none of it works. Don't say it all works. I see some people in the gym <laughs> doing some stuff from YouTube. It don't all work. It don't all work. So stop telling me, oh, I got this workout from YouTube. It, it, we got to rephrase that. Not all of it works. Do your research. <laughs> Pick up some books. Stop looking at YouTube. People jumping off of rocks talking about, yeah, this works your biceps and you're going to try it. No, it don't all work. <laughs> so do some more research before you come in the gym doing something stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm done with you, man. <laughs> man. I'm done with you. <laughs> what a, but what applies yeah. to that particular person's situation? Oh my god! <laughs> so um, let's let's define health and wellness. Ty, give me give me your your understanding of what health and wellness is about. What what that means to you? Uh, is is it's definitely an all around thing. So health and wellness. Um, being healthy is more than just coming to the gym. I mean. Uh, it's changing your lifestyle, not necessarily dieting. Um, changing your lifestyle with eating, uh, having a good relationship. Uh, relationships can kill you in the gym. It can kill your your whole vibe. It can keep weight on you if you're stressed out. So, uh, having a good relationship and feeling confident in yourself. Uh, because if you're not happy with yourself. What makes you think after you lose a little weight, you're going to be happy with yourself? So starting to get happy with yourself and loving yourself uh, will kick you off into uh, being a healthier person. Big facts. All right. Uh, how about you? Um, I'm, I'm in the same the same ballpark as you. It's it's my, my big thing right now. My mantra is living every day consciously, you know, yeah. so it's it's more than just going through the motions of going through the gym and making healthy food choices when you go to the grocery store and maybe not getting that Big Mac for lunch every day like you used to. Um, it's about consciously choosing to live a certain way. Yep. Because this this is it's not a sprint 
It's a marathon. Yeah. And it's one of those forever marathons. Yeah, you're right. Forever marathon. So you got you to gotta be deliberate in every choice. Not every choice. I don't want to make it seem like it's a job. But you, you do have to kind of line things up in a way to where you're going to be successful. You know, the, the legacy that you leave behind. Yeah. Um, we don't like to put health and wellness all in the same group with your legacy. But at the end of the day, if you got friends, family, children, and they're looking up to you, the choices that you make in the kitchen, in the weight room, when you're running in whatever path, Jordan Parkway, you know, um, you're setting an example for them to be healthy as well. Yeah. So that's big, big part of staying healthy, being oh, yeah. healthy, and your wellness. The mindset. Mindset is definitely everything. I mean, I had to say in my mind first that I'm going to lose this weight and I'm going to stick to it before I actually started to lose the weight. So when I first started working out, I'm going to say the first three months I didn't see much movement. And it's because I didn't change my lifestyle. Um, did I go on a diet? Did I count my calories? Not at all. So I went from 245 to 160 in about six to seven months. And the way I did it was uh, I stopped eating fried food. I stopped eating fast food. Fast food, I think, was the, the biggest killer uh, because I was going to McDonald's and Burger King twice a day because <laughs> I was I was on a move. We, yeah. As a society, we've moved so fast to... Being busy, we, we, we work. Right we got to take the kids to basketball, whatever the sports may be. But yeah. we're on the move constantly, and what we do is go to fast food places because it's convenient. But it's not the answer, and we're doing that with our kids. So you're putting your kids at risk too, and you're building unhealthy lifestyles with the kids because yeah. that's what they're used to. Um, so <laughs> I had to kick that habit. Was it easy? No, not at all. I kicked that. I kicked soda. I kicked a lot of different things. Uh, I actually stopped hanging out with certain people because I couldn't relate to them anymore. Um, I remember sitting in the house with my chick like, I don't even relate to nobody no more. I, I was upset. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, I felt angry. That's a part of the mindset. Yeah. You, you had a shift in mindset. And some sometimes you got to you got to let people go. Exactly. And um, I mean, once I started doing it, once I got into it, it almost became an addiction. Um yeah. I loved the way I felt. I loved the energy I felt. I didn't feel tired anymore. And for the first time in my life, I ran. I was like, uh, I used to watch people run. I'm like, what the hell are they running for? Uh, unless a cop or a dog was chasing me, I'm not running. Not saying I'm a criminal. Yeah, Just because I'm black, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> but I, I couldn't imagine running. And the first time I ever ran was eight miles. And I wasn't tired. The first time you ever the first ran, time was, I ever eight ran miles was eight and miles. You weren't tired. No, but my feet hurt. And that's something you, I had to learn. Did you have too. shoes on? You know, I had uptowns on. I was extra black with it. That's why your feet hurt. <laughs> I had uptowns. I was running with uptowns. So, no, you can't run with any shoe neither. So, we'll get into that as well. You can't just go out there and start exercising without the right gear. Um, if you can't buy it, yeah, you know, sure, just move your body, but you should have the right gear so uh, you're able to, to last. And, and not wear down your body, you know? So it's the lifestyle change is huge. You're going to lose friends. Uh, you're going to stay away from family. It's, it's going to be different. It's yeah. going to be different, but you got to go for the ride, man. You have to. 
Yep. So I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hold off, though. I'm going to hold off, but I do have a question for you related to everything you just talked about. Yep. So hold on. We'll be right back. Um, remember, you're in the nude with Mel and Ty, and we're going to undress health and wellness here on WWRN. Now come with that good game, baby girl Now nah, I ain't front and I got that Bentley GT parked outside So scream at it when you're ready to ride like a Let me talk to you, tell you how it is I was thinking when I saw that body Gotta get shorty, tell her what the young boy gon' do Damn them with you, gotta be a kid Stay pretty thick with a kick that's sick That need to be hit, so tell me what y'all gon' do I got friends and you got friends
Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. A place for mom is a free service and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. All right, we back, we back. In the news. So, Ty. Yeah. You were talking about your fitness journey and, you know, what really, really got you into the training thing. And you, you said you started at, what, 245? Yeah, 245. Uh, in six or seven months, I went down to 160. 160. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I went through a very similar change in weight. I went from 211 to 167. Yeah. Um, so, how structured was your your weight loss journey? Did you, you know, draw out this elaborate plan and the meal prep and the meal planning and three gallons of water a day, you know, what, how was that for you? Um, actually, I was not super structured. Uh, I took some knowledge that I knew, uh, and I just changed my whole lifestyle. So it wasn't me dieting. I, I changed my lifestyle. Like I said uh, before, I stopped eating fast food. Yeah. I stopped eating fried food, which is hard for any black person. <laughs> we love fried chicken. And I had to stop. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go to my mother's house so much because, you know, she made fried chicken and uh, baked mac and cheese and all the good stuff. So what I did do is I made sure I was drinking a gallon of water every day. Um, I switched from coffee to hot tea, which you don't have to do, but that's what I did. Um, I started eating less, a set of such big plates. I put it on smaller plates, Uh, more vegetables, more meat. I dropped the carbs, Mm -hmm. Uh, something I know I did wrong and I know now. Oh, when you drop the carbs? When I drop the I drop carbs completely. So I didn't have any <laughs> carbs for those six to seven months. Ouch. Uh, and that's how I started losing the weight fast. And not only was I working out in the gym, if I was home, uh, I was watching TV. And between the shows, I would do push-ups, sit-ups, and squats. 
uh, throughout the whole commercial. Like whenever commercials came on? Whenever commercials came on. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm going to be home watching TV, I can do something with that. Okay. So uh, I became obsessed with yeah. working out. Obsessed. Okay. I would go to the gym every single day. Yeah. I didn't have a rest day. No. Should other people do that? No. I, it's I not was for going, everybody. It's not for it's everybody. It's not for everybody. Not working out twice a day, all day, unless, you know, you're doing shows <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I lost the weight fast. It came off. I was feeling great. But in the gym, I started feeling very, very weak because I had no carbs. Yeah. I, I don't know if you if you, I would say that's fast. It's it's fast in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. But, but when I look on social media, I see a lot of 30-day, six-week eight-week transformation. Yeah. And, you know, people show this to me because I'm a trainer, and I'm like, eh. eh. Either, either the transformation is not as great as the photos make it seem, and yeah. I explain that to them as a person that constantly is in the mirror. Yeah. And I understand what transformation really looks like. Or... I tell him that's a blatant lie. There's, yeah, yeah. there's no way this person lost that much weight in eight weeks, in 30 days. Um, for me... Same thing, two workouts a day, um, but I took an extremely structured approach. Because at that point, um, this is after an injury in the Army. At that point, I had already been training for such a long time, so it was just second nature to me. I mean, when it comes to meal planning and weighing my food, yeah. and I didn't particularly cook and Tupperware every meal. But I did make my lunch nine times out of ten. Yeah, so yeah. I did at least take lunch and maybe a protein shake or a cup of yogurt, a snack or something with me to work. Yeah. Um, but gym every day, twice a day, structured workout routine, very particular amounts of cardio. I mean, extremely structured. And, you know, halfway through, about three months in, I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to do a show. Yeah. I ended up doing a show in August. I started my weight loss the December before that. So eight months total. Okay. Um, and I went from one eleven or two eleven, excuse me, to one sixty seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. So there's there's two there's more than one way to skin a cat. Exactly. More than one way to skin a cat. Um, I know for me, I was able to hold on to and even build a lot of muscle throughout the process. Yeah. I, and I want to ask it: Do you feel like? You lost a lot of muscle mass during your process? Uh, yes. I okay. lost a lot of muscle. I mean, uh, I remember my mom seen me and she was like, why you look like that? It's like, like what? I'm fit. She was like, you look sick. Yeah. I lost all my muscle because I didn't do it the right way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can't go into it freestyling. You should do some kind of research on uh, how to eat better, how to get the results you need without... For guys or for women who don't want to lose a lot of muscle, um, you have to research it. Yeah. Um, and you just can't say, oh, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. Like, you need some kind of carbs. Uh, maybe not simple carbs, more complex carbs, but you need some kind of carbs. Yeah. Um, and carbs are in everything. Vegetables, <laughs> fruit. So for you to say, I'm not eating any carbs. If you... it grows out of the ground, it has carbs in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... You have to have to go into it with a mindset of, okay, I'm going to research a little bit as well. Uh, but I definitely lost a lot of muscle, felt sick, felt weak. Uh, and then I had to do some research and I got a little better. Yeah. Uh, so I went from 160 after I did the research, built some more muscle. Now, right now, I'm at 185. Okay. Yeah. 
and it feels good. Yeah. It feels good. I actually looked bigger at 167 than I did at 211. Yeah. Because I held on to and gained so much muscle. Um, and, I mean, I was measuring my body fat. I mean, it was extremely strict. Yeah. So I went from, I believe I was 21% body fat, 23% body fat, something like that, down to 7%. Yeah. Um, and there's scales. There's calipers. There's handheld devices. There's... Uh, electromagnetic pulsation devices <laughs> that you put on each muscle. I mean, there's 30 different ways to to measure body fat. Body yeah. fat. There's the bod pod. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Water displacement. Right. So don't go out there and spend the most amount of money that you can to get your body fat measured because what it comes down to is consistency. Yeah. As long as you're using the same device to measure that body fat. BMI is a waste of time, by the way. Don't tell your doctor I said that. But <laughs> but uh, as long as you have a consistent way to measure that body fat, that's that's the big point. Because you'll, you'll never know what your body fat really is. Yeah. Because we would have to kill you, chop you up into pieces, separate the fat from the muscle, the bone, all of that good stuff. Exactly, yeah. So it's all about getting a consistent measurement with the same device. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Let's talk about dieting versus lifestyle change. Uh-huh. Um, I know for me, it wasn't a diet. Um, for you, clearly, it wasn't a diet. No. It may have started that way because you just kind of were like, I, I just got to stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But you didn't say I'm going on a Atkins diet or... No. Nothing against any of these diets because any diet is a good diet. Yeah. As long as it's the one that adheres most to your lifestyle, but the diet itself is not what makes the change. You can't go on a diet for six months, for 12 months, for 30 days, no. and then go back to your normal way of eating and think you're going to maintain those body composition changes that you had. Exactly. And not every diet is for everybody. So you have to learn your body. There's different body types. Uh, so you have to learn what your body type is and uh, what foods you can eat and what foods you can't eat. Uh, me, for one, I stopped eating beef and pork. Uh, beef just does not digest well in my system. So I don't eat beef, pork, uh, never drink soda. And a, a big thing I get a lot is, from clients is, uh, is diet soda okay? <laughs> no. What? Diet soda is horrible. It's as bad. It's actually worse than real soda. Uh, and we'll get into that as well. I, I'm going to have a doctor come in and explain that to you so you can get it really in detail why it's worse. So if you're drinking diet soda and think that's okay, stop it now. It's yeah. not okay. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had clients go on a 1,100 calorie diet, which is 800, 900 calories less than what they were normally eating. Yeah. And then say, man, I gained four pounds every week in the past three weeks. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so take a picture of every single thing that goes into your body. Yeah, exactly. 3,000 calories of sweet tea every day. That's, yeah, it's crazy. So you're on a 4,100 calorie diet. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to remember the things that we drink have calories in it too. Yeah. And when you are getting ready for a show, we're just going to bring it to the show, dieting for a show. How many times a day are you eating? Um, it really depends. Um, the the old school bodybuilders are going to kill me, but 
I've I've prepped for a show doing intermittent fasting where okay. I didn't eat until after my workout in the afternoon. Yeah. So I, I would eat dinner around nine, ten o'clock, and then I wasn't eating breakfast until maybe one, two, three okay. o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um and at that time I was able to eat, you know, one thousand calories in a sitting. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um the reason why that worked for me is because I have a very, my metabolism changes very quickly when I start trying to cut or build muscle. Um, so the closer I get to being super lean, the less food I have to eat. Yeah. So I would rather fast and then eat it all in one giant meal. Yeah, yeah. Which, guys, don't do what I do. <laughs> my, <laughs> do not do what I do. Um do as I say, not as I do. That's how they say, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about my body, but when I'm bulking, I have to eat 5,000, 6,000 calories. Um, but I have also done super strict 25% of your carbs when you wake up in the morning, 35% pre-workout. Yeah. And then you spread the rest out throughout the rest of the meals a day, eating yeah. every two or three hours. That's basically how I lost my weight. I ate every two to three hours and basically it was more of two every two hours i was eating something so i had breakfast two hours later snack lunch two hours later snack mm-hmm. and dinner and if i still felt hungry at that time i'll eat another snack yeah uh so that's how i kept the weight off and continued it but a lot of people are doing this uh fasting method that mel's talking about i've never tried it never tried it but i've seen results from it and they're amazing so I would have to do more research into that part of yeah. it. But as he said, people are keeping muscle on. Uh, people are losing and cutting, and it's happened fast. It's happening fast. Uh, and it's through the process of letting your digestive system get a break and yeah. eat off the fat and things of that sort. Yeah. One, a common misconception with intermittent fasting is that you're skipping meals. And yes, technically you're skipping meals because you're not eating your breakfast at 7, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. But the calories, the macros from those meals that you skipped, for me it's only breakfast that I'm skipping. Maybe a snack if I was eating every two or three hours. Mm -hmm. Um, Still have to fit in to the meals that you're eating in your eight-hour, four-hour, six-hour window. So we'll go with the number on the box. If 2,000 calories is your daily goal for calories... And you're intermittent fasting, you still have to hit 2,000 calories. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's no skipping out on macros. So the whole thing about uh, it's just creating a calorie deficit, no, it's not. Because yeah. you still have to eat the same amount. Of, your, you, your aim is to eat the same amount of calories. Yeah, well, well explain what macros are because a lot of people don't know what macros are. Okay. So macros are going to be your carbs, your proteins, and your fats. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to throw fiber in there. Fiber is not particularly a macro, but yeah. knowing where your fiber is can come in handy when you have, you know, some bowel problems and health issues, stuff like that. Yeah. But that itself is not a macro, at least not today it's not. It may be in the future. Yeah. But protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Um, so with protein and carbs, you get four calories per gram. Yeah. Uh, fat, you get nine calories per gram. So fat is a little more calorie dense. You can eat less fat 
in grams mm-hmm. and get more calories out of it than the same amount of carbs. So that's why yeah. if you eat fatty foods, those calories creep up on you really fast. Yeah. Really fast. Okay. So what was your macros? Um, like, what did you take in? Uh, when I was in show prep, yeah. like going through that phase, trying to lose that weight, um, I was... So I aimed for 0.8 times the body weight of my goal. Okay. Um, so I was at 175 grams of protein, 175 grams of carbs. Yeah. And whatever fat came with that is where I was with the fat. Um, probably between 45 and 95, depending okay. on the day. Um and, you know, the further this gets really complicated because when I say I was super strict, like uh, as I got further into the program, I started carb cycling. So on certain days I would have, you know, my maintenance carbs, which may have been five, six hundred calories mm-hmm. or grams of carbohydrates. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into the rest here in a minute. We got to pay the bills. OK. Yep. Jump up, jump up, find your feet. Everybody jump up, jump up, find your feet. You jump up, uh, 
style I'm unique when I speak to a beat Another rapper a fall when the miss is complete I daze in a maze, my displays are phase. Every phrase is amazing, Uncle L slays The competition that's lost in the freestyle Cause on the mic, I'm the golden child With the magical wand that they call in a mic And when MCs approach, it turns into a spike idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. All right, all right, all right. We're back. Hey, guys, here's a reminder. Next week, we need you to call in with your questions, statements. Let us know who's checking us out, all right? So 404-410-1299. 
All right, that's 404-410-1299, extension 100. Call in. Uh, we want to hear y'all talk. We want to hear y'all questions so we can uh, get y'all some results. Make sure you get it. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm on Facebook Live, and I had somebody ask a question that I loved. <laughs> it, I lo- he said, what is a solution to weed munchies? There is no solution to weed munchies. Just don't do it. <laughs> Stop eating crap. If you if you're gonna <laughs> smoke weed, which I do not do or condone, but if you smoke weed um, and you feel like you got the munchies, try to get some fruit, uh, veggies. You know, uh, get better options. Fruits better and options. Veggies. Fruits and veggies. He said, he said, I don't know how you weed. feel after you, you smoke, but, you know. <laughs> he said, stop smoking weed, man. That's, that's the solution. That's the solution. Stop smoking. You probably smoke too much. But uh, we're going to get into some gym experiences. All right. So I'm going to tell you about a crazy experience I had in the gym. I'm not going to name the gym because I don't want to put no gym on blast. You're not going to name the gym? No. I don't want to put it on blast. But... When I first started working out heavy, you know, my body was looking real nice. Um, I was in the gym and I, I, I was, I think it was doing the chest press or something similar like that. And a guy came up to me and asked me if I do shows. I was like, uh, no, no, I don't do shows. He was like, okay, because, you know, your body looks really great. I was like, thank you. So I walk away. A uh, couple minutes later, this guy shows up again. He's like, you sure you don't do shows? <laughs> like, What? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. He's like, oh, okay, okay. So, I go into the locker room, all right? I take my shirt off and put water on my face because I'm sweating like crazy, and I feel somebody's hands on my (laughs) chest. (laughs) I feel somebody's hands on my chest. So, I'm bugging out. I'm like, yo, what's going on? So, I grab his hands. Yo, don't touch me. He's like, I just had to touch you because (laughs) your body looks so amazing. It took everything in my being not to put the work on this guy. I I just wanted to put the work on this guy. So I put my shirt back on. I left the gym immediately because I felt so violated. I didn't even want to talk about this experience. Um, I didn't want to tell nobody because I just felt so violated. And I was like, I can't tell nobody about this. This is crazy. Yeah, you cannot tell anybody about this. And now I'm telling everybody. That's crazy. But I called my cousin, and his reaction made me want to tell everybody. So I I called my cousin Terrell, and I said, this will happen to me. And he said, what? Don't tell nobody about that. Don't tell nobody about that story. So then I told everybody because he made me laugh a little bit. That's funny. But... The whole point of this is, you know, you're going to go through some crazy experiences. Not that you should go through that. <laughs> That's sexual harassment. Uh, you're going to go through some crazy things. Uh, but don't let none of that derail you from working out or, or continuing your journey. Um, I reported that guy and he got eliminated from the gym. <laughs> Yo, I can't top that. I, I got <laughs> nothing got for you. He got kicked out of the gym. But... You know, there's going to be things that uh, get in the road of your journey, relationships that get in the road of your journey, and, and that's a huge thing. Um, but before that, I mean, you got any crazy experiences in the gym? Um, not really. I got a, I got an experience as a trainer. Yeah. Um, 
I'm getting ready to leave. I go in the locker room to get my stuff. And this guy that I was talking to upstairs stops to talk to me. He's got his towel on. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's got his towel on, right? That's At least he's not naked. Because yeah. you know how it is in the men's locker room at some of these gyms. These guys are like... Oh, they get they get butt done. naked. Don't talk to me uh, before you finish. Don't talk to me butt naked in the gym. I'm uncomfortable. Exactly. I don't, like don't, don't want to have a conversation with you right now. So I'm talking to this guy, and he's talking about you know he starts getting into some of the mindset stuff we were talking about. So like the stuff that's kind of holding him back from being as successful in his fitness journey. As he wants to be. And he starts talking about, you know, people dying. This is an upscale gym in New York. Yeah. So, like, when when you get a a potential client talking to you and they're really pouring it out, you don't really want to walk away, right? So this guy takes the towel, starts drying his junk off, right? (laughs) But he's telling me about, you know, like, his dad dying and all this other stuff. And he's, like, really getting uh, emotionally... He's letting it out. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head, like, I'm not really listening to him at this point because I'm like, yo, is this man really drying off while he's trying to have a conversation with me? And mind you, I'm just down here to get my stuff so I can leave, yeah, yeah. right? Yo. <laughs> Cra- that's the craziest thing that happened to me at the gym. Oh, man. And I would have never thought about that until you told me, dude, came and, and grabbed your chest at the gym. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know what made him do that. Even if it was a female, listen, while I'm sweaty and hot, I don't want you touching me. Don't touch me. Don't touch nobody without their permission. It's crazy. But, yeah, man, that, this, uh... A lot so, of if things, he would have asked... Nah, nah, it would have... <laughs> No, there's no way. <laughs> None of it's happening, bro. <laughs> you said ask permission. Nah, even if you ask permission, it's not happening. Don't touch me. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get into some things that a lot of my clients feel and address it. So a lot of times when you go into a gym, yeah. uh, you feel self-conscious. You feel like you don't know what you're doing. You feel embarrassed. Um, you feel like people are looking at you. To be honest, a lot of times in the gym, you daze out. You just stare. And it might not be that you're staring at the person because they don't know what they're doing. Uh, you just daze out. Uh, but you should never feel uncomfortable in the gym. Uh, that was something I had to figure out for myself as well. Um, I didn't know everything, so I went into it knowing I didn't know everything. And I didn't care how I looked to anybody. I didn't go in there lifting crazy weights uh, don't feel pressure to lift crazy weight, especially guys. We always feel like we got to do what everybody else is doing. It's not about what everybody else is doing. It's about what you're doing, and that's how you get results. Uh, I also stopped waiting for my friends. I would call my boy. I'm going to put his name out there, too. Sometimes he would, he would not, he wouldn't show up, so I wouldn't go. Uh-oh. Call him or out. Some of my other friends call wouldn't him show out. up, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, you know? Uh, me and my boy Matt was going heavy for a little while. Uh, and we, I mean, we was we was crazy. We, we was lifting crazy, and then uh, he stopped. Not that he fell off, he stopped. Uh, and I wouldn't go because he wouldn't go. So you can't rely on other people. You just gotta go 
and do it yourself. Don't care who's going, what time. You can tell them what time you're going. Yeah. And if they show up, they show up. And and don't make the excuse that you can't go hard because you by yourself. Yeah. I trained by myself for years and years and years mm-hmm. and years to the point where I almost didn't know how to train with somebody else. Exactly. Um, and I still went heavy. Yeah. I still went hard. You just gotta, you gotta track everything. Write it down. Yeah. If you if you went heavy on this day, write down how heavy you went because. If you try and push too far and you're by yourself, you, you're risking injury. You know what I mean? Exactly. And don't say I want to lose weight and just go there and do cardio. Stop it. What's cardio? <laughs> just going on a treadmill or stuff like that. Well, I should say don't go in the gym just doing a treadmill or just doing an elliptical. You need more. You, you need to lift weights. You need to do cardio you need to do hit. You need to switch it up. Just switch it up. Don't continue to do the same thing over and over again. And also, don't go in there freestyling or lifting the same body part every day. I see plenty of people do chest every single day. You don't do chest every day? No. Oh. <laughs> I might have to switch my routine up then because I do chest every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to get them show muscles. Oh, man. But I'm joking. I, yeah, he, he's definitely joking. <laughs> but you have to switch it up. You have to do different body parts and give your, your body parts a day of rest so they can rebuild and uh, recover. Just don't go in there blind and thinking you're going to get results just doing anything you want, just freestyling. You have to have some type of program. Yeah. And then switch that program up after a while. Okay, so why is In the New Podcast important? In a new podcast is important because we're going to give you the deep down and dirty on health and wellness. We're going to tell you how to get results or switch up your attitude and your mindset. Uh, we're also going to get into some other things like roids and uh, meal prepping and different gyms. We, we're going to start doing gym segments where we go to different gyms and tell you our opinion on yeah. those gyms and different exercises and workouts. And That's, that's going to be on Rewind Network. Rewind Network coming coming soon. soon. Yes, definitely. So we got more than the radio. That's Comcast Cable. Comcast Cable, we are doing it. Um, So it's important to keep tuning in. It's Channel 190 out of Stroudsburg, Wilkes-Barre, all all over there. Yeah. Yeah. So keep tuning in. Um, Another thing that when I I first started, uh, people always say, uh, what protein did you take? What, What protein shakes? None. Yeah. I the, ate. Su- supplements are not necessary. Yeah. It's it's called the supplement for a reason. Yeah. Right? This is something that's going to add to maybe make a little bit easier what you're already doing. Yeah. I've, I've had clients show up, you know, day two with $300 worth of supplements. And they're like, I'm taking this, 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 and this. And I'm like, you, you ain't even stopped eating McDonald's yet. Exactly. So I didn't take any protein. Uh, any pre-workout, I still don't take any pre-workout. Um, I just don't need it. You've never uh, taken it? No. Okay. It never made me feel good. It actually made me feel sick. Yeah. Um, so I just don't take it. I drink coffee. I didn't drink coffee before. I stopped, and then I started again. Technically, that's pre-workout, but so, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's not a it's over-the-counter not, pre-workout. Yeah. You're, you're drinking some coffee. So, yeah, coffee. More natural for me. So If you just want to drink coffee pre-workout, do it. You don't know how many times I've gone to Starbucks or Wawa on my way to the gym and I'm in there with my little travel cup 
and people look at you like you're crazy. Like, he's at the gym, but he's drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't. Nine times out of ten, we have this thing called uh, what is it called? When when you feel like everybody's watching you, I'm drawing a blank right now. But the point is, nine times out of ten, they're not looking at you. They don't even see you because they're there worried about themselves. So you go to the gym, you do what you got to do. I wear the craziest stuff to the gym. Mm -hmm. I've I've worn red socks with blue shoes, orange shorts, (laughs) and a purple tank top cut off, one nipple out. The whole nine yards with a backwards gray hat on that says, who's your daddy on it, right? Yeah. And no one has ever said to me, man, you look crazy when you come to the gym. Because they don't see me. They exactly. don't care. And, and not every stare is a negative stare. Some is a positive. They want to know what you're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Most people don't know what they're doing in yeah. the gym. So they're going to watch you and go, wow, I wonder what that works. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to open up and talk to people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Introduce yourself, say hi. If you're feeling comfortable, that's how you get comfortable. Uh, the key thing is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what you have to start doing. Yeah. Uh, so in the beginning, no, I didn't take protein or anything like that. Now, do I take protein? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into, you know, different proteins versus other proteins. All right, guys. So um, we're going to wrap it up here. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, don't forget to call in. Um, send us your your questions on Facebook, on Instagram, we're on social media, and the new podcast.